Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Stronger with Silver podcast. A few days ago I posted a video where I talk about why I am not a big fan of protein snacks, meaning protein bars, protein pancakes, protein puddings, protein yogurts, you get the memo, and that I believe that the quality of your nutrition is very important and sometimes even more important than your macros. And you know, I cannot possibly expand on this topic more on Instagram, so I wanted to record this episode where I explain this topic a little bit more in depth, so let's do it! So in the video I said that I don't think that macro-friendly high-protein snacks are the best invention, because now it feels like we have a high-protein version of every single food, even where it's not needed at all, and also that I am pretty sure that there will be a high-protein water soon anyway. Um, protein bars, so we have protein bars, protein ice creams, protein spreads that are absolutely disgusting. By the way, did you check the ingredients? It's basically just maltiol, a little bit of hazelnuts and that's it. Um, I would probably prefer having Nutella, a little bit of Nutella over this protein spread. Anyway, protein yogurts, we have uh, protein puddings, uh, protein rice, protein crisps, protein everything. And I believe that the quality of your foods matters more and also that you can actually create high protein or macro friendly snacks even from real foods and it doesn't always have to be heavily processed high palatable foods which also is usually much more cost friendly or much more budget friendly because let's be honest those protein snacks and or protein treats however you want to call it they can be very costly, they can get very expensive, especially if you have them on a very, very regular basis. Um, so let's expand on this a little bit more. Protein foods, protein snacks, I am sure you did not miss this trend at all. And honestly, I thought that this was going away, but it's becoming larger and larger recently, which I'm not very happy about. Um, fitness companies and even normal dairy companies started creating protein versions of simply everything. Honestly, I even saw high protein cottage cheese. It has less protein than normal cottage cheese, but it costs much more because there was a high protein banner on its packaging. So that says everything about the high protein marketing that the companies use. They don't really care about how much protein it has. It has to be like, I think it has to have at least 10 grams per 100 grams for companies to be able to call it high protein. So there are so many high protein foods that don't have the high protein banner on it that are so much more cost friendly. Like for example, yeah, I will say it, scare, Greek yogurt, tuna, and so much more and it has so much more protein in it and it's so cheap compared to those high protein snacks that usually don't even have that much protein in them they just have this high protein banner on them but anyway um, as I said there are so many cheap high protein foods but those companies they will just come up with everything they will just plaster high protein on it and they will just sell it for more money so be very cautious about that because 
You can easily start spending so much more money on your food and eating less quality food only because their marketing works well. And in general, I don't have problem with those products as long as you are informed and you aren't wasting your money and foods like this aren't staples in your diet. Because I don't believe that we should rely on heavily processed foods only because they fit your macros better. Protein bar can be a good alternative if you need some quick and semi-filling snack. Protein pudding or protein yogurt, whatever, can be a nice alternative when you had enough of Greek yogurt, Oscar, in my case. <laughs> protein ice cream can be a nice alternative in some situations as well. I do fully understand that products like this, they have place in some people's diets. I fully respect that. I have a problem with it when the majority of their diet or their nutrition is from those products. And it is becoming very common now to see people eating those foods several times a day. Honestly, if you check certain hashtags on Instagram, you will be very surprised because people are still sharing what I eat in a day um, type of posts or videos. And sometimes it's very mind-blowing that people would rather prioritize calories and macros over the overall quality of their foods. And I just don't think it's necessary to eat this type of food, those protein snacks, all the time. And this is also probably why I don't usually support IIFIM, which is, if it fits your macros, um, it's um, basically it's like a way of eating where it doesn't really matter what you eat as long as you hit your macros. And some people interpret it in a good way where they, you know, where for them it means, okay, so I actually can have this chocolate bar once a day when the rest of my foods are high, when the rest of my foods are high quality, I can still have this chocolate bar because it is okay. But some people interpret it in a way where it's, oh, I don't care about the quality at all. It has good macros, so I will eat it. And I don't like this approach, as you probably already understood. <laughs> Honestly, I would rather see you eating more quality food with a little bit less of protein than see you eating heavily processed protein snacks just to get 160 grams of protein every day. Because yes, people do, people should eat more protein, but they don't need to eat as much protein, let's be honest. Yes, if you are eating, I don't know, 6 to 70 grams of protein a day, you need to eat more protein. But if you are already eating, for example, 120 or even 100 for some smaller people grams of protein a day, that is absolutely fine. You don't need to eat 180 grams of protein a day, which I did at some point. But that's another story. <laughs> so why do I hold this unpopular opinion? because I'm pretty sure it is considered unpopular in certain corners of Instagram or social media. And that is because I think people should focus on consuming less heavily processed and high palatable foods in general. Fitness is about improving your health and well-being, isn't it? So I believe, so I believe that eating more quality foods in general is a way how to improve your health and well-being. I am not saying 
you can never ever again eat heavily processed foods and that it, if you will, it, you will most certainly die a gruesome death in the next two hours. No, I am not saying that. It will probably take three hours. But, jokes apart, balance and conscious decisions are very important. If you build your diet and your meals on real ingredients and nutritious rich ingredients and have heavily processed foods every now and then, nothing will happen to you. But eating a lot of heavily processed foods does impact your health in a negative way, which I will elaborate on in a moment. Before I do, I want to distinguish the difference between processed and heavily processed foods. So just so we are clear on that, because almost everything is processed. I really like when people say, oh, I don't eat, I don't eat processed foods. Well, milk is processed. Oats are processed. Almost everything is processed. Unless you go to your garden and pick a tomato and eat it, everything is processed in a certain way. Some foods like natural yogurt, oats, milk, cheese, raw meat, and so on, they are very little processed, but they are still processed in some way for you to get them to buy from the supermarket. Some foods like tuna can, ham, sliced or grated cheese, and so on, they are a little bit more processed. And some foods like chocolate bars, crisps, chips, some ice creams, cookies, crackers, and so on, are heavily processed. But also, Protein bars, zero spreads, protein ice creams, protein crackers, and similar, they are also heavily processed. Only because they have better macros doesn't take away the process it took to create that food. And as I said about 10 times before, the quality of your nutrition matters. And it matters a lot, and it does affect a lot of aspects of your life. It can be in a very positive way, but it can also be in a negative way. Therefore, it is important to be cautious about the amounts of heavily processed protein foods that you eat and make sure that you are not depending on them. Another thing is that those snacks are also very highly palatable. Highly palatable foods are foods that include lots of flavor, often not natural flavor, which completely changes your taste buds. I am not sure if you ever ate loads of sweets for a pro prolonged period of time, like you know, chocolate bars, chocolate, sweets, candies, whatever. If you did, you probably noticed that fruit started to taste less sweet to you. But if you would actually decrease the, let's call it artificial sweetness for some time, for a longer time, you would realize how sweet fruit actually is. And I did this little experiment myself in the past. I was very much addicted to the highly palatable foods. I love crisps and chocolate bars. Snickers is my most favorite, by the way. Honestly, the combination of chocolate, peanuts and caramel in Snickers is just absolutely genius. And nothing will ever top that. I mean, Mars? Pfft, no, never. Snickers is the best. And you cannot persuade me any other way. And anyway, and whenever I would go, I would order the sweetest thing I could, like chocolate ice cream, very rich chocolate brownie. Um, by the way, our cafe, they do very sweet chocolate brownies with those chocolate bars on the top. Like, for example, I don't know, chocolate brownie with Twix on the top or Milky Way on the top. And I used to love them. I, simp I could not get enough of of the sweetness, of the flavor. I just love it, loved it so much. And I never understood how people can say that fruit is sweet. Like, what? What? 
in what world do you live? Like fruit is not sweet at all. And a few years ago, I stopped eating all sweets because I realized like how addicted I actually was to that flavor. I'm not saying that, and by the way, I'm not saying that sugar is addictive. I'm just talking about my own experience. And I very much post depending and living from very highly palatable food. So a few years ago, I decided to stop eating all those foods and all those sweets completely. I did not eat anything that had um, added sugar and I completely cut this out and I slowly started realizing how much my eating choices influence my taste buds. And I actually did this for, for a few years, I think for about two years. I wasn't eating anything with added sugar. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fun because it can be good to do like a little experiment where you decrease the amount, but I completely cut it out to the point where there were situations where I actually would like to have something sweet. For example, when we went back home to Czech Republic and um I really restricted where I was eating there, but that's a different story. That's a story for a different time. Anyway, I slowly realized that fruit actually is sweet, <laughs> that people were right. And, and it gave me really good proof of how much our taste buds or our taste and our cravings are actually influenced by our food choices. Eventually I started eating some sweets again, but in a controlled manner, which is important where it is now a conscious decision to have that sweet instead of the uncontrollable impulse that I had before. And I also actually heavily changed what I eat now or what I crave now. Like, I cannot stand chocolate brownies now. Mike, my husband, he loves them. And he sometimes like offers a, like a little bit of it to me if I want to taste it and I'm like just looking at it I'm like oh my god that must be so sweet and I can't deal with that sweetness anymore I, I just really really dislike the taste now and I used to love it same with milk chocolate I used to love milk chocolate now dark chocolate is the best type of chocolate for me now and dark chocolate used to taste really bitter to me and now it's sweet enough for me so just a food for thought <laughs> well <laughs> Anyways, with this little self-absorbed rant about myself, I wanted to explain how much your food really influences your taste and also your next food choices, because we know now that gut and brain axis exists and how much your nutrition and digestion affects your mood, hormones and basically everything happening in your body. Now, when you think back to a period of time, like a few days, for example, when all you ate the majority of time was heavily processed food, tell me, how did you feel? Probably bloated, smelly farts, possibly constipated, shitty mood, tired, lethargic. And this is all expected. This is how eating and depending on heavily processed food actually feels. But when you compare it to how you feel when you mainly eat nutritious food, how do you feel? Probably less bloated, with more regular bowel movements, ready to hit the gym with more energy and a little bit better mood. And this is not just a glorification of nutritious food. The quality of your food does matter. If you only send heavily processed foods to your gut, to your belly, 
It also affects your microbiome, which we still know very little about compared to other fields, but we still know some things or enough about certain things. First, let me read you a definition of microbiome from Harvard because I think they worded it in a very awesome way. And it is the microbiome consists of microbes that are both helpful and potentially harmful. Most are symbiotic, where both the human body and microbiota benefit, and some, in a smaller numbers, are pathogenic, promoting disease. In a healthy body, pathogenic and symbiotic microbiota coexist without problems. Beautiful definition. You build your microbiome with your food choices and with your lifestyle in general. So if you are often eating heavily processed foods, your microbiome will want more heavily processed foods. If you usually eat less processed nutritious food, your microbiome will want that. You crave what you eat. Your present food decisions do affect your future cravings. So if your body is used to getting those snacks on a daily basis, sometimes even several times a day, that is what you will crave. That is what you will want and it becomes very easy to slowly start adding more and more and more heavily processed food as a result of that without you even noticing it at first. So let's instead focus on how and where you can add more nutritious food. Because as I mentioned before, this is not about you completely cutting all heavily processed foods but about finding the perfect balance for you and also making sure that your choices are conscious decisions and that your choices are not driven by crazy cravings and impulses that you have perhaps now. Maybe you can start preparing some snacks or meals a day prior so you don't have to rely on those protein bars or protein snacks all the time. Maybe you can start having a piece or two of fruit with your snacks to increase your fiber and micronutrients. This is very individual and depends on how your diet looks in general or in bigger picture when we zoom out. But I think more, but think more about ways how you can start adding more nutritious rich foods to your diet because this positive, this positive act of adding rather than starting restricting and removing is very powerful and I don't want you now to start being afraid or scared of heavily processed food. That's not the goal. That is not the goal. It's just to, for you to understand that eating or relying on heavily processed food does affect your health, your well-being, your mood and your energy levels. And I don't like seeing women eating so much pre-packed, heavily, pre heavily processed foods. Women are already stressed enough and lack of energy with everything that they have to look after. And eating nutritious rich food will add energy to your life. You will feel better, you will feel more alert, you will feel less tired and you will start enjoying real food so much more with time. And for full transparency, of course, I do eat this as well but I am mindful of the amount. I like to have my protein bars every now and then, especially when we go hiking because it's more convenient. But I am conscious of the amount of protein bars that I have because I also know what they consist of. I like to have my little ice cream every evening. Honestly, Lidl does a pretty good job with ice creams. They have those little white chocolate and almond ice creams and they are brilliant, they are amazing. And 
They also do their own Snickers ice creams or Snickers-like ice creams. They can't really call it Snickers. They are amazing. They are just small, filled with hazelnuts, caramel, ice cream, cream and covered in chocolate. Amazing. I even think that they are better than Snickers ice cream actually and they are much cheaper and better. So win-win situation. And also I like to have crisps every now and then. It's like I'm not completely avoiding those foods because that's not the goal. I am being mindful about the amount of the foods I eat and I, for start, base my nutrition on nutritious rich foods first because I know it makes me feel so much better. And then every now and then I will enjoy heavily processed food, but I don't build my nutrition on heavily processed foods. And as a result of that, my mood is better, my digestion is better, my cravings are more almost non-existent now and I have so much more energy and trust me, I did have a very, very long period of time when my nutrition was basically based on heavily processed foods. So I do have a comparison here, I can compare it. I'm not only talking about this because I wouldn't know how it feels, I know very well how it feels. However, for breakfast I was eating Kinder Bueno and whatever chocolate yogurt they had in the shop that was opposite my work. For lunch, whatever heavily processed food I was in the mood for, crisps, chocolate, whatever. And for dinner, we would often have takeaway or more crisps because I was really, really, really addicted on crisps and I could not control myself. And I know how I felt and I know how I feel now when it's just like a small part of my nutrition. When I more when I more prioritize the nutritious rich food, I know the difference. That's why I'm so that's why I'm ranting about it now for 20 more, even more than 20 minutes, because I know how much it matters. I know how much it affects your mood, how much it affects your energy levels and digestion as well. So yeah, I'm not talking about this only because it's cool to talk about it. I'm talking about this because I know how much it does affect your health on so many different levels. So yeah. This is why I believe that the quality of your nutrition is far more important than if you eat crazy amounts of protein. If the way to hit your protein goal is only to eat those high protein, heavily processed, high palatable snacks, <laughs> however you want to call it. It's a long way of saying it. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Of course, if you have a different opinion or if you agree with me, I want to know about it. You can get in touch with me on Instagram or Facebook. Links for both are in the description of this episode and if you agree with me, if you like this episode and if you want to share it with other people, I would very much appreciate it and have a lovely rest of your day. Bye!